0: Deary me, dearie, dearie me. Um yes, look as you can probably tell by the the uninspiring the the uh the the downbeat opening to this podcast. This is a exclusively F one slash motorsport episode of the podcast. Um I've decided I will split up um Formula One Motorsport podcasts from regular car podcasts because I know people a lot of people don't give a shit about Formula One, um, which might be, which might be an increasing number of people after what happened this weekend in the opening round of the 2024 season. Um, yeah, talk about a talk about a uninspiring, um, moods mood zapping uh, opening round of the 2024 season. Um, I suppose none of us really should be surprised with the result. Um, but the lack of really any interest um racing wise outside of the dominant winner was pretty lackluster um yeah, so if you didn't if you're not aware well it's it's Sunday afternoon and I'm walking around uh, in a park recording this um so if you have any so excuse me, if you hear any interesting background noise um that's that's why because I'm in a park um on this... It's a very dull Sunday... Uh, very cold Sunday afternoon... In Dublin... And um, But the race was on Saturday... And I think the first three races are on Saturday this year... Because um, we're in the Middle East... And something... Do Ramadan... Something... 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 So yeah... Opening round... 2024... In Bahrain... Yesterday afternoon... Um, you know... We, we, we go into every new season... With an element of hope... Of... You know... A changing of the guard... Unpredictability... You know... Some excitement... Um... And qualifying um, again, well, Max up until you know up until Q three, it was kind of a you know it could be Charles, could maybe be one of the Mercedes, and um, could challenge for Paul. Um, but then in Q three, when it really mattered, uh, Max pulled it out of the bag and got Paul by, I think, three tenths of a second to give or take, um, ahead of Charles Leclerc. Uh, Charles Clerk. Then George Russell was third, and Carl Science fourth. Um, Then I think fifth was, was it one of the Mercedes? Anyway, qualifying. Qualifying was fine. It it gave us, again, an element of hope. But then the race happened on Sunday and lights out and away they go, as Crafty would say. Um, Max... Covered off Charles at the start, and after that it was an absolute walk in the park. Um, so I'll, I'll run through. This won't be a massively long podcast, it being excuse me just about one dull F1 race, and um, I will touch on the WEC as well. But um, so we'll go, we'll go in reverse order. Um, say the say the best or the worst till last. If that makes any sense. Um, so how it played out um, last, somewhat. Un- Unsurprisingly, but a little unfairly, in twentieth position. Every, there was there was no retirements in the race, um, which is a testament to the reliability. Um, but also, when every car finishes, it really, um, it really adds to the unpredictability or the lack of unpredictability um, of a race um, too. So, both a good and a bad thing. But anyway, all twenty cars finished, and in twentieth and last place was Logan Sargent. Um, he was over a lap down um which to be fair to him not his fault in any way Um he probably would have finished slightly higher up um he had an issue pretty early on something wrong with his steering and um, he locked up going into the first corner went off into the runoff area he was stationary for quite a while so i has been burping i only just ate again as i always do with this podcast um so Jesus. <laughs> I do apologise. Um yeah, so he was stationed for a while in the runoff area. Um it, he did it eventually, after talking to his engineer and control all the lease and all sorts, he did get going again, but it's say a lap down. Um, so that was really his race run. Um, he, he he got to the Shagger flag, but he was out at the back very much by himself. Um, so a sad day for, for poor Logan, who had a difficult season last year and but is being given a second chance. Um so he won't write him off just yet. Um, just a bad weekend for Logan in the Williams. Nineteenth uh, was Bottas again. Poor El Bottas um, is finishing down nineteenth. Really, due to no fault of his own. Um, he, he qualified, I think it was fourteenth or fifteenth, um, and had a pretty good start. he um, think he jumped about three or four places at the start, but then he kind of, you know, he got he got squeezed in a bit of a. First corner incident um, again, so we know where to go. He sustained some front uh, front wing damage, which obviously then affected his uh, his handling throughout the race. And then we came to his last pit stop. Um, they couldn't get the f- left front wheel nut um, off or on or one of them. Um, either way, the, f- the front left wheel nut was screwed. He was in the pits for I think a good minute. Um, so his race was run before the pit stop But then after the pit stop that was It was game over for him So Again he finished the race But He finished 19th And if it wasn't for If it, was, if it wasn't for uh, There's a dog coming at me Oh yeah Very excited Little, little I'm going to say he's a Labradoodle Poodle um, Very excited um, Sorry for that, inter- inter- that interruption um, By a lovely little dog Just a little bit too yappy Um where was I over there um, Bottas Sorry I've been th- completely Thrown off by that dog um, Yeah so Yeah his race was run um, He might have he, he probably would have Finished dead last um, If it wasn't for Logan Sargent's issues But um, yeah the, the, the driver with the Worst luck in F1 Getting plenty of Bad luck yet again um, In this opening round In the Sauber kick Or whatever the hell It's called um, So yeah 19th for Bottas 18th Um, was Pierre Gasly um, which is I thought Gasly finished ahead of Alcon maybe I got that wrong either way both the Alpines but Gasly and Alcon finished 17th and 18th I may be getting them mixed up in which order they were in but um, I don't think it really makes much of a difference because they started um, on the back row Um, yeah so they locked out the, the back row in Coin. and just a very uh, a very innocuous race from the two Alpines um, they're way off the pace they're probably the slowest car um, they probably would have finished dead last if it wasn't for Bottas and Sargent having their issues because um, those are the only two cars that finished behind them um, which is a dismal, dismal um, performance from what it works a works manufacturer um formula one team. Um but there you go. Um it's it's just reiterates I don't understand what Renault's motivation is with the uh, with the Formula One team badged as Alpine. Um they just don't seem to want to invest um and seem to be relatively happy just running around at the back, which seems farcical to me. Um I don't know It's very it's, it's 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 like It's not like They're starting bad But they have something Up their sleeve And they're going to take a jump Like McLaren did Last year um, Yeah Dismal Dismal performance From the French uh, F1 team um, With their two French drivers um, Who are I wouldn't necessarily Say they're the cream Of the crop Of the grid But They're certainly better Than what the car They've been given uh, Is allowing them to achieve um, So a dismal performance From the Alpine's Sixteenth um, was Nico huckenberg again unlucky. Um, he got tagged at the start after having a great qualifying. He made it to Q3, qualified tenth, um, and yeah, you know, was started pretty well. But then he got tag- tagged at the start, um, or the heat. No, yeah, so he ran into who did he spin round? Who got two did D tag? who was involved in that f- oh Stroll, so yeah. So he tagged Stroll, and um, going into the first corner, um, Stroll had a good start. Um, it was it was a racing incident. It was s- squeezed out into the first corner. No one's fault. Just one of those things. Um, you can't get three cars into one posi- into one place, uh, one place in the road. So yeah. So he he tagged um, um, Stroll, which gave him uh, front wing damage, which meant he had to come in change his front wing um, after the first lap. Um, and then he was just nursing an issue then for the rest of the race. Um, the Haas does appear to be slightly improved from last season. So that is promising at least. Um, didn't chew up his tyres quite as aggressively as it did last season. Especially in uh, this track, in this uh, this Bahrain track, which is very aggressive on tyres due to the track surface. Um, so what a disappointing result for, for Hulkenberg. There certainly is at least some promise from how the performance of the weekend went in general. Um, 15th, Alex Albon. Um, Again, there seems to be more speed in the Williams from last year. Um, They've taken a step forward in in one lap pace, it seems. But a lot of heating issues. Um, The car was overheating very early on. Um, You had an issue with the brakes, um, rear brakes specifically. You had to keep pushing the brake bias forward to a point where it was nearly 100% um, front biased. Um, so yeah, he was struggling with a with a difficult car, um, but there there does seem to be room for improvement there with the Williams. Um, so yeah, again, Albon probably would have benefited from there being a bit more unreliability amongst the grid. He might have gained a position or two, but when again, as I said, when twenty cars finish, it's hard for those near the back to try and claim anything. Um, um, so yeah not a great not a great day for Williams and um, with Logan down the back and then um, and then Albon nursing issues throughout the throughout the race but um room for improvement um, from Williams. Um then okay I'm we'll gonna have to discuss the two um or B Visa Cash App drivers in one here. Um Daniel Ricardo thirteenth and, and Yuki a fourteenth. Um Yuki to be honest, to be fair definitely had the better pace all throughout the weekend um, over Danny Rick. Um, The only reason Danny Rick finished, well, not the only reason, but the reason Danny Rick finished ahead of um, Yuki in the race is he was asked to, they were asked to switch positions because um, Danny Rick was on a different strategy to Yuki. Yuki was on the hard tyre at the end of the race, whereas Danny Rick was on the soft. And they were, quite close to uh, Kevin Magnuson in uh, in 12th and uh, Guan Yu Zhou in 11th wasn't too far up the road. Um, So Yuki was asked to let um, Danny Rick through on the softer tyres, for fresher softer tyre, to try and at least have a go at K-Mag and then maybe possibly get down the road to take Zhou Guan, uh, Guan Yu. Now, these are all for non-points paying positions, but... ...with these lower end teams... Um, ...fighting for single digit points... Um, ...come the end of the season... count back positions could become very important... ...so um, that's why they do try and finish... ...as high up as they can... ...even if there's no points on the table... Um, ...now... Daniel Rick didn't get K-Mag in the end... Um, ...but... And, ...and Yuki was very very... ...very upset about having to make the switch... ...because he wasn't miles off K-Mag himself... ...but... At the same time he wasn't exactly um, on the cusp of overtaking K-Mag So he he wasn't impressed about being asked to move over for Danny Rick Um, He was quite vocal on the radio Um, Danny Rick was vocal about him not making the switch um, But he was less aggressive about it He just wanted it for the greater good To at least have a chance at um, at, at, uh, overtaking uh, Kevin Magnuson so eventually, um, Yuki did. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He, I don't want a, a better word than cave. He, he did subside to the to the requests of the of the engineers on the pit wall, and he let Danny Rick through. But he let him through probably two, three laps too late. Um, Danny Rick had used up probably the best performance of the soft tire, and also he let him through as Max Verstappen was coming up to lap them. Um, so they kind of had to back off To let Max through um, Which allowed came out to stretch out a bit um, So it was all just a little too All a little too late um, So <laughs> Yuki probably should have been a bit mature And just for the greater good of the team Let Daniel Rick through When the request was originally made um, And you know it's Yuki's had a bit of a reputation For being a bit hot-headed And emotional Um which he you know, has been working on, but he's still showing signs of being a bit petulant. Um, you know, when push comes to shove, you have to think, it's a strange sport, 1-1. One one. Um, each driver is driving for themselves, but it is a team sport. Um, and in this kind of scenario, you have to think of the team. And, um, then after the after the checker flag he dive bombed danny rick locking up into the first corner on the cooldown lap now remember so it really is this is silly behavior and then he very much came up on the inside of danny rick then after doing that um, very close to clipping him um, so with the with a very very open driver market going into 2025 um, and yuki being one of the people who is um, uh, out of contract at the end of the year um while he, he does appear to have the legs on Danny Rick currently, ever so slightly anyway, um, performance wise, um, he will have to keep that up throughout the season but if it's nip and tuck um you know b- behaviour like that one won't en- enamour him to, uh, to to team bosses and personnel um when it comes to choosing a driver for twenty twenty four. so an unfortunate an unfortunate situation. Um, with the with the RBs. Um, but the car does look decently quick. They do to um at the higher end of the midfield. Um, they didn't perfectly execute the weekend. But um yeah and then of this kerfuffle at the end of the race um, didn't add to what wasn't a perfectly executed weekend from them. Car passing me by here. Um Cash uh, guy, if you're curious. Um, so yeah, that's the the Orbeez. Um, so yeah, obviously if, just in discussing that, Ke- Kevin Magnuson twelfth. So again, showing a slightly improved uh, Haas for this season. Again, he's slightly um, he's been slightly what's the word for uh, flattered, um, finishing twelfth um, by his teammate having trouble at the start. His teammate certainly had the legs on him in qualifying. Um, he was, uh, was 1.2 seconds faster than Kevin Magnussen in qualifying, um, with, with Nico Hugenberg, um getting into Q3, and uh, Kevin Magnussen being very much at the tail end of Q2, um, but the fact that both of them made it to Q2 and then Hugenberg went to Q3 does show the improvement of the uh, off the Haas Um, so yeah pretty innocuous race but he did the best that he could um, with the with the uh, with the slightly improved um, Haas F1 car Um, so 12th um, he probably would have been uh, Danny Burke probably would have got him had he been allowed to get through but you know but um, yeah 12th about as good as came I could have done yesterday, um, and just ahead of him was uh, Guan Yu finishing 11th, just outside of the points, again, slight improvement on last year, um, but that's just about where they are, um, he he, 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 did, he executed a pretty decent race, a pretty decent weekend, to Guan Yu Zhou, um, but 11th, again, with everyone finishing, that's about as best as the Sauber team could have hoped for, really, and um, then into the points, paying positions, um, Lance Stroll managed to um, get back up To 10th um, After uh, after um, Having that tangle with um, Nico Holcomber at the, at the start Which spun him around And he was at the very back So a decent recovery drive from Stroll to be fair um, His Very experienced teammate who finished just ahead of him um, Definitely still is slightly ahead performance wise But he, He's definitely shown a bit of improvement after a very um, Mixed bag season he had last year so, 10th um, for Stroll, and then 9th for Alonso. Alonso probably out the performance of the car. He qualified 6th, but as the race unfolded, he dropped down to 9th. Again, 9th and 10th. Um, that's basically just where the Aston Martin is at the moment. Um, no particular issues with the cars, um, other than the, the incident that Stroll had at the start with Hulkenberg. But no mechanical issues with the car. Um, it doesn't look like a bad car, and there's room for improvement. But again, their their performance last year again was somewhat flattered by the fact that others around them um, didn't have the best start to the season. Um, so they're basically where they were at the end of last year. Um, they're behind those who finished ahead of them, being the McLaren, the Mercedes, the Ferrari, and the Rebels. That's just where. Um, Aston Martin currently lie in the lay of the land of Formula One, um which Alonso has kind of best he said, you know I'm in not using these exact words, but you know, he said like he, he was the person who, who got the, the good qualifying results and then the car let him down. Um Fernando's being very kind of vocal about the performance of the Aston Martin. Um I think he's definitely gassing either the team to make serious improvements or he will either step away from the sport or he's absolutely selling himself to one of the more front-running cars which are going to have well the two front-running teams um, be it Red Bull or Mercedes who might have drives for next year um, which he might be looking at for a last chance for good health Fernando to get something and um, out of what remains of his long and fairly illustrious career, to be fair. Um, So that's the Aston Martin's um, eighth Oscar Piastri in the McLaren. Um, Yeah, he's he's slightly overshadowed by his teammate, um, but again, it's about, give or take, it's about where the McLaren is. Um, The McLaren and the Mercedes are probably in and around the same performance-wise. Again, nothing... Sorry, excuse me. It's very cold now, starting to sniffle. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the McLaren in itself. It's just... Um, yeah, it's 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 very even Stevens between them and the Mercedes, really. Um, cause, so Oscar was eighth, um, slightly overshadowed by Norris, but only, you know, we're talking tenths of a second here. Um, Hamilton finished seventh in the Mercedes. Again, the Mercedes was slightly... Um, had some slightly worrying issues with the engine, they were having some high engine temperatures um, and uh, Hamilton was complaining about brakes um, hence why he was slightly further down, but again, his teammate did seem to have the upper hand on him all weekend Um, so maybe the Ferrari effect is already kicking in for Lewis Hamilton ahead of 2025 Um, but again, it's about where um, it's about where the Mercedes is, the Mercedes and McLaren are like they've, it was it, it ended Mercedes McLaren Mercedes McLaren, um, so they split each other. Um, but yeah, they're both quite evenly matched, and fin- finishing at the back end of the top three teams is is where they're kind of where they're at. Top four teams, I should say. And um, so yeah, so Hamilton was ahead of him. Then Norris was sixth. Um, again, he did about as much as he possibly could with the McLaren this weekend. Um, Nothing too dramatic. Um, he ran his own race um, and finished. He got he got the maximum out of the car. Um, he, they, they probably could have capitalised on um, the Mercedes the Mercedes factory team having some issues with the cooling of the engine. Um, so maybe he could have you know pushed a little bit harder to get Russell, um, who finished fifth. Um, but. Um, yeah, Russell, Russell did well to, be fair to, him to, to, to get the car to 5th with those issues. Um, he was up as high as 2nd at one point in the race, but yeah, the performance started to drop off um, with those issues. So 5th was as good as George Russell could could manage, but again, it's about where the Mercedes is currently um, after one race. And then we have the top 4. The Charles Clerk finished 4th, um, which he's just slightly disappointed about, succeeding as he qualified 2nd. Um, not too far off um, Max in qualifying Possibly could have even had pole That thing's gone a little bit smoother um, But he was battling a, a brake issue um, Especially in the early half of the race um, There was something wrong with the, the front brakes and It was causing the car to, be, to pull to the right I um, need no confidence in the brake pedal um, It seemed to settle down a bit As the race went on But he lost a lot of time then In the early half of the race Um his teammate had a much better race, um, less issues with the quicker of the two in the race because he didn't have the same um, problems that uh, Charles had, so science finished third and that's about again about as good as he and Ferrari could have asked for. Um, again, you'd have to assume his teammate probably would have finished ahead of him had he not had those issues with his brakes, but no, there's no denying science ran a good race. He pulled out some good overtakes on George Russell, on his teammate, um, and yeah, he got the maximum out of the Ferrari this weekend. So a decent race from Carlos, and not a promising enough um, weekend from Ferrari. Um, they're slightly ahead of where they were this, this stage last year. So the card is definitely improved, and they've plenty to build on. Um, science putting a good um, addition into his CV, going ahead. Of, um, Ahead of 2025, um, as he is being turfed out of Ferrari for Lewis Hamilton next year. Um, so yeah, he did He did himself plenty of favours um, in looking for a drive for next year. And yeah, he got the maximum out of the Ferrari this weekend. So a decent weekend from Carlisle Sainz. And he was voted driver of the day, which I think is pretty fair. Um, it's hard to argue that Max didn't get it, considering how dominant he was. But when you did, barely even saw Max on the TV feed um, you can understand why people weren't voting for him, because he kind of forgot he was even in the race, um, then, yeah, so then we're on to the top two, which, a one-two finish for the ever-impressive, ever-dominant Red Bull, um, so Checo Perez, he, he finished second, and um, he started fifth, so not a great qualifying from Checo, um, Although he wasn't a million miles off, Max. I think it was three and a half tenths. I think, um, showing how, qualif- how one lap pace is, is is quite is quite close currently. Um, although race pace is clearly in a different league, but yeah, he finished second. So about as as good a start as um, Czech could have asked for um, after a tumultuous season last year, where he certainly dropped off um, after a decent start to the season in twenty twenty three. But um, finished second, uh, comfortably ahead of of the rest of the field. Um, uh, but at the same time, he was at the end of the race 23 and a half seconds behind his dominant world champion teammate Max Verstappen. Um, yeah, Max, as I said, he took the lead at the start. He, he you know he came across on Charles just to take the lead into the fir- into the first corner, and after that, it was it was game over. I think by lap. Five. He was nine seconds ahead. And he just kept building on that. Um, So he essentially had a a pit stop in hand from his teammate um, at the end of the race. Um, And judging by the data analysis after the race, he had plenty of pace in hand. So an an ominous victory from the reigning world champion. Um, Again, the next two tracks, although both of them are in the Middle East, they are very different tracks. Jeddah. Is a street circuit and Saudi well, no, is it? Yeah, Saudi Arabia, Jeddah. And then we have what's after Jeddah then? Bahrain. Get confused of all the middle East, Middle Eastern races we have we have now. So Saudi Arabia. We've had oh no, Qatar. Sorry, LaSalle. LaSalle's a a new LaSalle's a go circuit, not actually where the WC was this weekend. Um, but it's a very different surface, um, it's a much smoother, less abrasive surface. Saudi Arabia is a street track, um, so look, we won't, we won't. We'll try and stay positive. Um, there might be some slightly different performance differentials in the next two races. Um, although you would be a mentalist to um, to um, bet on anyone other than Max dominating um, both those races, but we shall see. Um, yeah, very ominous, um, but well deserved victory from Max Verstappen. But as I. I've run through, as you can hear, I I, I struggled to think of any dramatic or um, interesting things to really say in that rundown of the top 20 because it was a very, very dull race. There was some overtaking, but nothing mad, it was not crazy battles. Um, most of the overtakes were done with DRS, um, and then, you know, so you could argue artificial overtaking. Um, and, yeah, it looks like it's going to be after that first race, you would, you would hard it'd be hard to see anything other than a a uh, a Red Bull dominating uh, season in 2024. So, yeah, we shall see. Maybe 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 things will be different next weekend, but it's unlikely. But yeah, that was not an inspiring opening round to the 2024 season. Um, so you have to think F1 and Liberty Media are they must be worried. Um, you know, last season was not spectacular, um, and stuff like Netflix released um, the viewing figures for the most recent season of Drive to Survive, and it's down thirty percent on last year. Um, so you have to think the the increased interest that Formula One um, has garnered over the last couple of years due to Drive to Survive, and the pretty spectacular season that was 2021 is very much going to start to wane unless something dramatic happens uh, relatively soon. Um, so I think there's a lot of people who will have invested in Formula 1 recently um, and the current um, commercial rights holders, Liberty Media, must be a little bit worried as to how dismal the, the on-track action is currently. Um The only thing that really brought any excitement to the weekend um, was the the drama in Red Bull and the whole Christian Horner situation, um, which the internal investigation was resolved during the week um, and he's been cleared, um, although it's still open to an appeal. But then after he was cleared, there was some uh, WhatsApp conversations leaked. Um, The the authenticity of these WhatsApp conversations is still up for, for question. But, um, yeah, that's the only kind of drama that F1 is holding on to because the on-track action is dismal. Um, post-race, Yosser Stappen was very vocal about how he thinks um, the whole scenario um, is destabilising for the Red Bull team and he thinks Horner should be should be asked to step aside or sacked or whatever. Um, so you really have to wonder what Yasser uh, Stappen's um, motivation is in being so vocal about the team principle who has, um, been, you know, somewhat instrumental in the success of his son, um, and therefore him, because Vyasa's living vicariously through his son, um, living, having the career that he never had, um, so yeah, that's, that's about the only thing that's really keeping any kind of excitement and drama in Formula One, is the soap opera of stuff that's happening off track, um with the Red Bull team principle but um, that's, I'll, I'll finish up talking about Formula 1 there now because I've been rambling on for half an hour and talked to absolute bollocks um, I'll finish off with just like some slightly more positive motorsport news um, also on Saturday was the opening round of the World Endurance Championship um, the 1812 kilometres of Qatar I don't really know exactly why they uh, settled on that as the run format because it basically works out to about ten hours, three hundred and thirty-five laps. And um, whether or not just call it the ten hours of Qatar, I don't know. Anyway, it's the first time um, the World Junior Championship has competed in Qatar. Um, as I said, it's at the LaSalle circuit, the same circuit that the Formula One will be at, um, which is a decent circuit. To be fair, um, it does incur some good racing. Um, I didn't watch. I wasn't glued to it for ten hours. I just had it on in the background because one, it was on during the Formula One, and you know, I can't sit. Didn't sit at my uh, laptop for ten hours watching an endurance race, but I had it on in the background and did keep an eye on it. Um, and it was, a, from what I watched, it was a, it was a good race. Um, the results, um, it was an all Porsche podium in the hypercars. The Penske Porsche, um, number six of Kevin Estre, Andre Lotterer, and Van Tour finished first. Um, second was the Jota uh, Hertz Jota Porsche. Um, of Will Stevens, Callum Eilot and NATO, um, the number twelve Joe de Porsche and then the other Penske Porsche, number five, finished in third. Um it was a bit of a it was a sad, sad state of affairs for the Peugeot, the number what number of Peugeot was it? Number sixty three um which was leading at one point. Um, um Leading for the first several laps of the race um, was eventually overtaken by the by the number 6 Porsche, but then was running second for most of the race. And then a technical issue um, on the penultimate lap, saw them drop down the order. Um, they pulled over after the checker flag um, at the time in 7th, but then the car didn't make it to Park Ferme, which is part of the regulations. Um, so I think it was actually only classified in 13th. So a sad end to the race for, for the Peugeot, um, which we're looking at have their best result um, since they came back into came back into um, endurance racing last year. Um, then fourth was the Cadillac, um, the number two Cadillac, um, kind of benefiting from other teams um, having a bit of a dismal day. Um, the, the number fifth was the AF Corsa Ferrari, so the privateer Ferrari, number 83, Robert Kubitsikar. Um, ran a decent enough race, um, as you said with the orderless. Like it's kind of been a flip reversal of of last season's order. with you know the Peugeot being competitive, the Porsches locking at the podium. Um, when last year it would have been the other way around. Um, so like the the, like the top Toyota that finished was the number seven car, um, Mike Conway, Kobayashi, and F one uh, throwaway Nick de and um, they finished sixth which was the world championship winning car last year. Um, and then the top Ferrari was the, the, the number 50 Ferrari in seventh, the factory Ferrari, because um, the of course, that finished fifth is a privateer car, as I was saying. Um, the, and then the sister Ferrari, the number 51, finished 13th. So yeah, so the future actually finished 14th, now I think of it. Um, so yeah, so a flip reversal, the, the Ferrari and the Toyota were one and two um, in the endurance championship last year, and now they're at the back end, um, Disregarding the the Lamborghini and BMW who are who are um, only making their debut this season in the hypercar class, um, and the Porsches and the Peugeots and the Cadillacs are at the top end of the uh, of the grid. So I don't know if it's got something to do with balance of performance, but um, there has been a, an unusual changing of the guard. Um, it was actually the last race for the for the current Peugeot there'll be an upgraded car for the next round. Um, but yeah, uh, in, interesting results. Um, an porsche podium a quick peugeot and le mans winning ferrari um finishing m- much further down the grid now the ferrari did have a messy race um and um, with you know clashes and some reliability issues but even pace wise they weren't there really um so yeah we'll see how, how it continues on throughout the season. Um, the Alpine the highest uh, finishing Alpine was eighth the number thirty-five car, so not the mixture marker car, so whoever else is in that. Um and then the BMW, uh, the highest finishing BMW was an eleventh. Um and then the GT3 class, um, Porsche um took the top spot in that as well, uh, with Manti Racing um, in the nine eleven. Second was Heart of Racing, which is an American outfit in an Aston Martin Vantage, and then another Aston Martin on the on the Podium in GT3 with the, the station car, um, and special mention for fourth place um, for the the BMW WRT team of uh, Valentino Rossi um, in his debut in the World Journey Championship, finishing fourth, which is a pretty pretty impressive uh, outing for the uh, for the former uh, MotoGP great legend that is Valentino Rossi. Um, okay, so I'm going to wrap up now because um, I've been talking shit now for 35, 35 minutes, 36 minutes of um, pure motorsport. So if you haven't listened to this one, um, you're obviously a motorsport enthusiast like myself. Um, I said I'll keep motorsport um, episodes separate to regular car ones because I know not everyone cares about motorsport, um, and also as you, as you can tell, I can drivel on a bit motorsport. Um, for so long that if I mix the two of them together you'd be listening to absolute bollocks from me for way, way too long if you listen at all but if you do listen as ever I do love you Um, be safe, be well and I'll probably be back soon enough with a car one possibly tomorrow if I have time Um, and until then I'll talk to you again soon bye